Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. Well, we welcome all of you who are joining us on social media outlets. We want to welcome you to our fourth lesson in this series on the God kind of life. And if you're just now joining us, I encourage you to go back and hear the first three uh, podcasts or live stream or whatever you're listening or watching. Uh, go back and catch up. Uh, Josh was just, was great last week. It was just an outstanding teaching. And, and you just can't miss, you know, when you have to be out for some reason, you've got to hear the, you, you got to hear the podcast, you got to listen to the live stream, you have to keep up with what God is teaching us so you can stay growing like we're all growing in this ministry. We're learning what the God kind of life actually looks like. Uh, and and as, as we continue to say, this is not a pastor's opinion, this is not a cultural idea, this isn't the Pope giving his two cents, God said. This is what God said, and this church is going to stay with, we're going to stay going with what God said. The chips are going to have to fall where they may. Uh, we are getting this lesson out of Ephesians chapter 4. Uh, you can turn there, or you can look at the list that we provided, or you can turn there and hold the list in your hand. Uh, as, as we go through Scripture and, and we see what God said, we're going to have to just let the chips fall as they may. And, and I'm, I want to say this is not offensive. Th this is not mean. And, and we're going to start talking about this some. I'm going to start teaching uh, on, on this quite often in our church. We're going to have to get away from identifying every single thing by a feeling. We're going to have to get off of that. We're going to have to get away from how this made me feel, how this might make a certain other group feel. we we got to stop all that. Here's what kind of life God blesses. And to find that out, we're going to turn to God's Word and we're going to draw from Scripture. And, and I, I, we're, we're looking at the Bible more than ever before. You know, there was a time where if you didn't read the Bible just a whole lot for yourself, you had a preacher that told you what the Bible said. Well, today that seems to be long gone. Uh, if you didn't really read the Bible growing up, you sure had a mother that told you what it said. You had a grandmother that was instilling biblical principles in you. And, and if that wasn't in your family, you went to school. And you had a school teacher that taught lying is wrong, stealing is wrong. And in school, in elementary, you, you were taught what was right, and you were punished for doing wrong. Now... A teacher is sued and fired for telling you a behavior is wrong because each kid needs to find right and wrong for themselves. And if a teacher uh, ever even thinks about telling some kid they're wrong, that teacher will be fired, sued uh, on the front page of the newspaper. Now, we got preachers that are telling you, oh, you're good, when that's not what the Word says at all. What did God say? 
In our teaching of the God kind of life, we're using Ephesians and 1 John for, for our text. What does God say is His kind of life? What is God, not our denomination, not the way you were raised to think, what does God say is His kind of life? And in this emotionally run era that we're in right now, decisions are being made on if it feels good, if it sits well, if it's not offensive to anyone. Uh, and, and I watch, oh, uh, that might, boy, you better not say that because of this crowd or because of that group or because of, how, well, how does that make the women in the church feel? Well, how would that make some of the men in our church feel? Well, how does that make some of the teens feel? Well, what about black women? Well, what about white children? Well, what about the poor? We, we can't make the poor people. Well, what about the American Indian? And how We can't preach the word at all to a group of people because somebody in some list is going to be offended. And, and church, I, I don't feel good about having a root canal. I don't have a really good feeling about being cut open and something being removed from me that's not right. I don't really feel good about going out in single-digit temperature and busting ice around the lake so my cows can drink. Here's what I'm telling you. Life can't be governed by how you feel. You, you, we got to get away from that. You can't make decisions. Well, I don't feel like getting out. Okay, then my whole herd of cows are going to die. Because See, you can't make decisions based on how you emotionally react to that. Life can't be governed by this. And when we get back to the Word, we find out that we are all one in Christ, and there is no division. His Word isn't for this race or this color. Or that. We're one in Christ. We're all brothers and sisters in the Lord. And we are all in this boat together seeking God's will for our life. And God never singles out certain groups that His Word doesn't pertain to. God blesses this lifestyle. God blesses this conduct. And He curses this and I don't have an emotional response about that that it's just here's what God blesses here's what he curses my truck takes diesel and I don't have an emotional response to that my truck runs on diesel I want my truck to operate at full capacity so I just pulled in this afternoon to the diesel pump, and I avoided the gas pumps. It didn't make any difference what color my skin was. It didn't make any difference how I was raised. It didn't make any difference what I went through when I was a child. It doesn't make any difference if my dad attended my wedding. If I want my truck to run, I pull into the diesel, and I avoid the gas. There's not a question in my mind. I wonder if the manufacturer is taking fun away from me. I wonder if the manufacturer of this truck, because I was born to like kerosene, not diesel. 
And that's the way I was raised, was with kerosene. I'm, come on, come on. Diesel is not oppressive to any race. I don't have an emotion about that. Pull into the diesel pump, and this is what you pump. See, that's God's laws for us. And, and there's not a reaction to that. If you want the most out of life, if you want to be blessed, if you want to be happy, if you want to live in peace, do what God says. You put this in, you put that off. That's the way God's life works. It doesn't have anything to do with how you were born or what your dad did or your gender or your color or your education. Put this in, put this off. And this is what this series is all about. We are washing our minds because our minds are cluttered. It is for all of us. We've heard the wrong information over and over and over. So I need to get real clear in my mind, what does God bless? And I want to make sure that I'm living like that, acting like that, and talking in a way that God blesses. This is our fourth lesson in this series. We're in Ephesians chapter 4, and, and this is as clear as it gets. Here is the God kind of life. Here is what that looks like in everyday language. Chapter 4 starts out, and in verse 1, lead a life worthy. Okay, that is a lifestyle. Verse 1, lead a life worthy. If you look up in the dictionary the word worthy, it means equal in value to or deserving. Now, let's get something very clear in our minds. As sinners, we did not deserve what Jesus did for us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and you were not worthy of that at all. Now, as the forgiven, now Paul writes, you live your life worthy, deserving, equal value to all that Christ did for you. See, because, oh, I wasn't worthy. Yes, you weren't. But now that you are forgiven, now a different lifestyle is required. Now we're to live a life that's worthy. That's very clear in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. We're not worthy of Jesus' love. We're not worthy of his blood. We're not worthy of God's forgiveness. He did it for us. Now we've been born again. Now we have a new start. Okay, now let's live a life that is worthy. God's called you. Now daily, I want to live a life worthy of what God has done for me. Ephesians chapter 4 gives a very clear two list. There is a pagan, or some of your translations say a Gentile life, as the Gentiles live. Well, there were God's people, the Jews, and then there were the Gentiles. That was the pagans. Okay, so some of your translations say pagan. Some of your translations say Gentile. Here is a pagan or the Gentile life. And here is the God kind of life. Now, chapter 4 goes back and forth between the two kinds of life. It goes back and forth. It'll talk about the pagan life. Then it'll talk about the God life. It'll talk about the pagan life. Then it'll talk about the God life. 
when you came in, you were given a list, and this entire list comes right out of Ephesians chapter 4. I just went through the whole chapter, and I made a list and put it in two categories so that it would be all on one page, all together. Here is the pagan life, and it says they are hopelessly confused. Here is the God kind of life. Now, I started not to pass this list out. It's all right there in chapter 4. Every bit of this is right there in chapter 4. Then I thought, no, I want this typed out in a list because it goes back and forth and it kind of gets a little bit muddied unless you break it all down. So I broke it out, categorized this in the two lists that Ephesians chapter 4 gives. I want to make sure that, that you understand. I didn't write this list. I just went through chapter 4 and I took out and I made the two lists. All right. Let's look at the pagan life. You can follow in chapter 4 of Ephesians, or you can follow on your sheet of paper. Live no longer as the pagans do. They are hopelessly confused. All right, here we go. Far from God. Man, they're, they're just far from God. The minds are full of darkness. They wander from the God kind of life. Their minds are closed. Josh and I were in a meeting today and, and just talking about dealing with certain folks that are in the pagan lifestyle. And, and, and uh, their mind is full of darkness. Their mind is totally closed. You, you start trying to talk about science. You, you want to just talk about biology. You want to talk about reproduction. This is not new stuff. It's for, and their, I, their minds are closed to any of that. They're, they're, you want to start talking about chromosomes? You want, their minds are totally closed. I'm, wow, look at this list in chapter 4. And every one of us have relatives, family members, friends, every one of us, neighbors. Every one of us can identify with trying to communicate to a pagan. Here is the characteristics of a pagan. Minds are full of darkness. Minds are closed. Okay. Here's the next one in, in, in Ephesians chapter 4. Their hearts are hardened. You, they're hard. You, you can't talk truth. You can't bring... Okay, let's go on. Wow. No sense of shame. This is a soapbox for my wife. She says, man, no shame. I mean, just no shame. Are you kidding me? Y'all, I would be embarrassed to do that. Don't you have any sense of shame? No. No, the pagan has no sense of shame. Now, this is a characteristic of this lifestyle. That there is no sense of shame. He goes on to say, they live. They live. For lustful pleasure. There it is. They live for lustful pleasure and then eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Here you are. Then, then it says we got to get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, and all types of evil behavior. 
He, and, and I discuss with you often my difficulty in teaching is because every time right before I teach, I get tested on this. Here's the deal. And I know it's true for you. Every time you hear the word, you walk out and write tomorrow morning, you will be tested. At 11.30 today, I called my doctor. I took a, had some tests the second or third of January. Duh. Anybody going to call him? Okay, so I, my wife said, call him. You got to call. I called her. Okay, what about my test? Yeah, we've been wondering. Yeah, so have I. Well, we wanted you to come in so that we could go over this. Okay, was anybody going to call me? Yeah, they should have. Okay, um, when do we want to do this? She said, well, I have an opening at 2 o'clock today. I'll be there. Man, I walked in five minutes until 2. There's not a soul in the waiting room. I said, I, boy, they do have an opening. They're just lucky I called. Have some business. Hey, check me all in. Mr. Brooks, have a seat. They'll call you back. 2.30. There's not a soul in there but me and the six or eight girls checking nobody in. Okay, here I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hours away from teaching on anger. In my mind, I'm consumed. Uh, I, before I teach, I get real quiet because I get really consumed with what I'm going to go through. And so I'm sitting here consuming, and I, and I know this deal of anger. And, I, and I'm, I'm here, and my blood pressure, you know, you, that blood like the cartoons is going up in my neck. And so <clears throat> I walk up to the desk, and I'm thinking, okay, right after anger, I'm going to talk about harsh words. So, I, okay, ma'am, apparently... Y'all are just covered up. Uh, Y'all are just covered up, and maybe you didn't have an opening at 2 o'clock. I'll come back later when you have an opening. Oh, we're going to get you right in. So in 15 minutes later, Mr. Brooks, come on back. <sighs> Finally, go back. So they take you back and sit you in that room with the door closed, and you sit back there by yourself for another 15. You know how this works. And all I can think about is me getting up here and standing before y'all and acting real spiritual and telling you, don't you be angry. See, I'm going to put my finger at y'all. You heathens, don't y'all be angry. And so <clears throat> I'm just thinking about the next point is slander. And when she comes back in, anyway. <sighs> Let's go to the next page. I want you to look at this list, the pagan life. Now, I want you to notice, because I studied Ephesians chapter 4 really, really hard, there is nothing in there about how you were raised. There's not anything about the fact in there that your dad didn't come to your wedding. There's nothing in there about the fact that your business partner cheated you. There's nothing in there about the principal of your school handled you totally wrong. There's nothing in there about the referee and his call. There's nothing in there about nationality or skin color. That, well, I'm just a red-blooded, natural American man. There's nothing in there about the color of your blood. It's just get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, slander, 
all types of evil behavior. Now, I want you to notice something else, Ephesians chapter 4. Does not say anything about praying about it. It does not say anything about seeking counsel about it. Now, let me clearly, there are things in the Word that we pray about. There's a lot of things that we better be seeking some counsel about. But you don't get counsel about bitterness. What you do is you get rid of it. You don't get counsel about your rage, anger, your harsh words. What you do is you get a hold of yourself and you calm yourself down and you speak in a pleasant tone of voice to this girl at the reception desk that's checking me in that has no control over that bonehead, I mean that doctor that's back there that is reading a magazine clearly because she's not with anybody else. You get rid of it. That, that's just what you do. You get rid. See, I want to live in peace. Amen? I, I want to have a happy day. Well, if I am let myself boil to the point that I'm headed right now, there goes peace, there goes joy, there goes happiness, my day is ruined, and I storm out of there. And I tell them I'll be back whenever I get good and ready. When that doctor has their sweet time to see me, you tell them to call me. I, you, know, I, you get rid of that stuff. There's no exceptions. We got to get off of all these distinctions between people groups. God doesn't deal with people based on race quotas. He doesn't deal with people on certain privileges for certain groups. And this is why we are a divided nation. In a Christian nation, all of us are under God. All of us are one in Him. And there isn't a division between any of us. This list is wrong for all of us. For all of us. This list is wrong for us. Now, Ephesians chapter 4 provides another list. The God kind of life. Here is what God will bless. All right? Humility. Gentle. Patience. Well, at this point, I have a zero. Those probably are my three worstest. Just humility. I think everybody's an idiot but me. I think everybody can't drive. I'm the only one on the whole highway that knows how to drive a dang car. I mean, you just get in this mindset. United in spirit. Okay, get this. Live in peace. Here is the, the quality of a God kind of life. You don't have peace when our worship band is up here. You live in it. Look what he says. Live in peace. No longer immature. You, you, I look at some of my actions and I think, that's really close to being a three-year-old. You just live immature. I would, Josh and I were talking about this one today. You speak the truth in love. And, and what Josh was teaching on the other day is, if you really love somebody, you'll tell them the truth. It's when you love yourself. 
I can't hurt their feelings. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to run them off. I don't want to alienate myself from. I don't want to break my relationship. That's all about you, because if you really love your child, you'll grab them by the hair and snatch them back out of that traffic. Oh, I, I don't want to offend them, so you should let them get run over by semi. I'm just going to sit here and watch this life wipe them out. See, real love, when you really love, then you speak the truth in love. I'm not mad. I'm not full of hate. I'm not full of anger. But I need to tell you, this life will kill you. This, see, when you really love somebody, you speak the truth in love. You grow more like Christ. You throw off the old sinful nature. Now, why does he say we throw off the old sinful nature? Because we all have an old sinful nature. Oh, Pastor Tim, I can't believe you would act like that. I can't believe you do it. Listen here. You plumb houses for a living. I get up here and talk. That's what we do. But we both have a sinful nature. And I've got a real problem with pastors who act like they don't. You can just come off that high horse because I know. Come on, are you hearing me? See, we all, why does Ephesians say, throw off the sinful nature? It's because we all have one. And we all deal with a sinful nature. That's why you got to throw that thing off. Let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on a new nature like God. This is what we're doing. Ephesians 4 is what we're doing. We're getting rid of this list, and we're learning to live in this list. That's what our life is all about. Stop telling lies. Don't let anger control you. Look here, I know what, I, well, you just got mad. No, you let anger control you. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't, let's don't act like you don't know what that is all about. Don't let anger take you over. Quit stealing. Well, Tim, I'm not a thief. Did you show up 15 minutes late for work? I mean, did you talk to your friend for 30 minutes on the phone while your boss was paying you to be at work? I mean, let's, let's, just, let's just get our life out here. Well, I'm not a thief. Well, are you? Are you? I don't know. Three phone calls, you add all that up, you got paid for an hour and a half of work that you were on the phone talking to your friends. I don't know how you look at that, but it looks like stealing. Use hands for hard work. Give generously. Give generously. You know, that's a God kind of characteristic. You don't see that in any other religion. You, you don't see it. You don't see that anywhere. And when America was founded and operated on a Christian nation, we're the most benevolent nation in the whole world. And it doesn't matter if they're our enemies. We stop, start dropping food to them. It doesn't matter if we just ended a war with them. Now we're going to give them money to help rebuild their country. We are a generous people. Why? Because it's godlike. It's godlike. Don't use foul language. Well, except for when somebody needs it. <laughs> it just says, 
don't use foul language. And I don't, except when I'm called on. No, you don't use foul language. Let your words be good and helpful. Encourage others. Don't bring sorrow on the Holy Spirit by your lifestyle. Be kind, tender-hearted, be forgiving as God forgives you. Now, I went through chapter 4, and I made these two lists. What to get rid of and stop doing, and, and what to do. And I want to make sure that I'm doing what it says to do in every situation. Now, you, you may want to tape this list on the dashboard of your truck. You may want to tape it on your desk. You, you may want to tape it on your mirror before you leave the house. You may want to tape it on the back door as you walk out. Here is what I am no longer doing. Here is what I am now doing. And I, okay, did I handle that? Humble, gentle, and patient. The answer is no, I didn't. Okay, let me go back and try again. See, I'm sorry. I, I, what I want to learn to do is handle this humble, gentle, and patient. And right now, I'm asking myself, am I living in peace? I can see that I'm no longer acting as immature as I used to act. I want to be able to see I'm growing more like Christ than I was 20 years ago. Because here's the truth. I have a sinful nature. And I don't care what the Pope says is okay. I don't care what your social media friends says is okay. To be blessed by God, I'm going to have to throw that sinful nature off. Because I got one. God identifies this as sin. I have a nature. I'm born with a desire to sin. I'm born with a desire to get even with somebody, to hold a grudge. I'm born with a, that, that's just in me. Every day I got to throw that off and I got to let the Spirit renew my thoughts and my attitude. Clearly, I'm the wrong guy for you to tell me I was born with these desires. I'm not the guy for you to tell that to. I'll give you a list of the desires I'm born with. I'm just born with a desire. I'm born with a desire to slap the snot out of you right now for your foolishness. Well, let's don't start talking about the desires that we're born with. As a God kind of life, I want you to control your desires. I want to control my desires, and we will live in peace. But now if we're going to quit controlling our desires and live like we were born to, we got a real mess on our hands. We got a real mess on our hands. There's no doubt. We're all born with desires that are a part of the sinful nature. That's why God's Word tells us to throw those desires off. Throw those off. Now, here's my checklist for today. Stop telling lies. Don't let my anger control me. Quit stealing. Use my hands for hard work. Give generously. Don't use any foul language. Today, let my words be good and helpful. 
Let me encourage others. See, some of well, Tim, encouraging words is not my love language. I, don't, I, I looked all through here. Ephesians 4 doesn't say, for those whose love language is encouraging words, then you give encouraging words. All of us, I don't care if it's your love language or not. Y'all come tell me I did good, okay? See what? Let's do encouraging words. Be an encourager to the people you're around. Be kind. Be tenderhearted. Okay. Was I kind? All right, I'm getting out of my truck. I'm walking in here. Let me take a deep breath. Lord, help me be kind. Help me be tenderhearted. Help me be gentle. See, this is hard. And what is really hard is be forgiving as God forgave you. And what's hard about that is I just happen to need a lot of forgiveness. I happen to need a lot of forgiveness, so I'm going to have to be forgiving to staff members, to family, to neighbors. To, I'm going to have to live more forgiving because I need so much of God's forgiveness. Well, this was, this was all-encompassing. Don't bring sorrow on the Holy Spirit by your lifestyle. Are you, in the way you're living, a blessing to God? Or do you bring sorrow on the Holy Spirit? Boy, Ephesians chapter 4 spells this out in black and white, the God kind of life. Here's two lists, a don't and a do. This year, we're just going to roll up our sleeves and we're going to change some habit patterns. That's all I know to do. Habitually, here's the way I respond. Habitually, here's the words out of my mouth. Well, those are wrong. I see this on my list, so I've got to start working. I feel myself getting mad. Now I've got to stop, and I've got to act humble and gentle. I've got to have encouraging words. I want you to take this handout sheet that you've been given, and let's just work on some new habits for all of us because we're building a new kind of life. That's what we're doing. We're building a new kind of life. Now, why is this so vital? Why are we devoting our, all of our energies this year on this? Why, are my, why am I going through Ephesians 4 making these two lists? Because there's absolutely no reason for you and I to pray and ask God to do things in our life if we're not, verse 1, living a life worthy of what He's done for us. That's just bottom line. Paul writes, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, I beg you, lead a life worthy. And that is the God kind of life. Y'all stand. Uh, I wish sometimes the Bible was a little more vague. But here it is. Let's roll up our sleeves and let's develop a different kind of life. Let's, let's ingrain a new nature in us. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this list. Thank you, Lord, that we're not trying to figure this out. Here's what you bless. Now, Lord, we're going to roll up our sleeves and live a life that you can be pleased with and that you can bless. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.